Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Foodies Never Say Die podcast. My name, as always, is Travis Ewan, and let's get this bad boy started off correctly. Wait for it, wait for it. There we go. Now, today, we don't have one guest, but we have two. Uh, the first guest you could probably hear in the background is making a hell of a lot of noise still. <laughs> I'm not you doing know, anything. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it is, <laughs> but that is my good cousin. Uh, Jamie Bagadonis. Jamie, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing good. Doing all right. Doing all right. Uh, what are you drinking? Right now, I'm drinking a Great South Bay Lego My Berries. Lego it's My Berries. It's a sour ale with strawberries and maple syrup. The package actually looks like an Eggo waffle container and has Mrs. Butterworths and strawberries on it. All right. Fair enough. Can't go wrong with that. And my other good buddy... You know I'm probably as the drunken thumb on Instagram. B, what's going on, man? How much, Travis? How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Um, and remind us one more time, what what are you drinking? I'm drinking, it's called Perfect Strangers. It's a coffee pale ale from Brew Kettle. It's a small little brewery out here in Ohio. All right, that's right. You heard him. He's in Ohio, folks. Now, it, I've been told that you have to respond to this if I go O H I O. We have to know, learn how to spell. The first thing you do when you move out here, you got to learn how to spell. All right. <laughs> All right. See, there you go. There you go, folks. Um, so, obviously, these are my good friends. Ashley, one's my cousin. Um, we're, I would say, beer nerds. Is that beer aficionados? How, like, connoisseurs. Beer connoisseurs. I mean, that's pretty much... The, the way I describe it is, we're like, if you ever seen the movie High Fidelity, we're all John Cusack, and you're all the noob that comes into the record store. Ah, all right. That's, that's a good one. That's a good... I like that one. That's good. Yeah, that's good. All right. Um, but, well, don't be, though. You uh, you you have your own, uh, you know, you're a home brewer. Yes. Bruschetta Brewing. Have you brewed anything up a little fancier? Uh, the last yes. thing we did, uh, we did it on Halloween. It was called uh, Chocolate Ma- Maple Porter. We used a lot of chocolate in it, maple syrup. It came out really well. I have about two gallons left of that. Two gallons. I'll start. Sounds delicious, B. It is really good. I wish I could like send you guys some, but I don't have a way to like can it. That would be good if I could do that. You know, something something to look forward to. Right. Uh, But the you're you're surrounded by a lot of breweries. Last time I checked, I mean, I'm assuming they're all still open. Uh, yeah, some of them are closed because of this, you know, the quarantine thing, but a lot of them have been staying open for at least just to come by and do like, uh, pickups, uh, fill growlers up. Uh, and a couple of them have actually been delivering if you're close enough. So that's pretty cool. Nice. Well, that's cool. Uh, so yeah, Jim, how's the store? Uh, the store's great. Uh, under new ownership actually since about Christmas. And, and you've been turning it around, I see. Oh, I have been turning it into. I'm trying to make it like craft beer kings east, but I, uh, you know, it takes a little bit of time. The new owner has a lot of money and he's willing to spend, so I get a lot of a uh, lot of time to play. As, as the beer guy, that's that's what they call me. The beer guy, nice. All right, so let's see. What should we talk about today, folks? Um... That's a great question. Let's see. Anything, anything beer-wise we can jump right into right away? Or do you want to just do shenanigans first and then just we'll come around to everything? Well, I mean, either way, beer is a part of our shenanigans. That's true. All right. Fair enough. Here's, here's, we'll, we'll start this one off 
uh, fun way. It's you had to get rid of one person's movie career. Like all their movies never existed. Ooh, ooh, this is good. Stallone. No. Schwarzenegger. Bruce Willis. Or who should we throw in there? Um, no, I just leave it as those three right now. Those three. Those three. I mean, I, I, I mean, I mean, I could throw in like Van Damme, but he's pretty much of a cop. I think he's a cop out in this list. That is a that cop makes out. It, that makes it too easy if you throw him yeah. in there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, out of those three. I mean, out of those three. Out of those three. I would Thank probably you. say Stallone, and it hurts me to say this, but it would probably be him. All right, you can list, you can list, list your argument. Why? Um, well, Die Hard's the greatest Christmas movie ever made, and everything Schwarzenegger touched, you know, from what 1978 onward, is nothing but a classic. Stallone has the Rocky movies and the Rambo movies, but let's face it, anything after Rocky Four is a waste of time, and anything after First Blood Part Two, uh, you know. So now you're talking five movies, not including Cobra or Tango and Cash. All right, fair enough. B. Well, I got I got to keep Arnold. That's I've loved Arnold since I was a kid, and they actually do the Arnold Classic out here in Ohio, where he has his uh, weightlifting uh, challenges. So if I say Arnold now, I'll be kicked out of that state. So I got to keep Arnold. <laughs> All right, fair enough. And I got to keep Stallone because for the Rockies movies, that's Italian. Like those are like that's the only superhero we have. If you're Italian, all you have is Rocky. <laughs> There's no other Italian superhero, so I got to keep him. Which so means, unfortunately, I got to get rid of Bruce Willis, which, as Jimmy said, is the greatest Christmas movie of all time. So diehards, all diehards, they're off the, they're off the table. They're all gone. Yeah, it after, hurt. after Die Hard three, they aren't all really that good anyway. No, but I mean, true. The first, but the first one, fantastic. first one is a classic, and three with Samuel Jackson is awesome as well. So, I it's a tough decision, but I think I have to get rid of Bruce Willis. Ooh, tough one. A lot of people sleep on two. You can't sleep on two. I, I, I like the second one. Yeah, two is great. I mean, it's the airport. Gotta love it. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to have to see. Since I love Kurt Russell so much, I can't get rid of Stallone. Because then that means I have to get rid of Tango and Cash. So, so I'm going to have to go with B on this one and get rid of Bruce Willis. Mm, that's fair. Yeah, I just... Kurt Russell's just too damn awesome. Because you can't – I mean, I was originally going to throw Kurt Russell into the mix, but I was like, no, nah, that's just – No, that's, that's that's an easy win. He's, he's, yeah, he's a, safe. He's, just, he's an easy safe See, for me, arguably, the one person I can live without is Kevin Bacon. That's – I mean, that's fine. It's Kevin I mean, Bacon. I mean. Hollow Man's a cheap Invisible Man remake. Right. Yeah. Footloose is, is – I mean, it is what it is, but it's not like – And then he has one scene in Friday the 13th. What is it, part one, where he gets stabbed? Yeah. So, I mean, am I really losing Friday the 13th Part 1? Not really, because he's not really the star of it. But Jason didn't really come into play until 2. So, what am I... All right, but, all, right, all right, so now we're down to... All right, we have two basically safe people. Arnold and Kurt Russell. That's very if true. You had a, now, here comes the final... If you had to get rid of one of them, who would it be? Arnold or Kurt? Yeah. Oh, that hurts my pride. Be, uh, at the end of the day, uh, Arnold. Arnold, B, are you sticking with? Uh, you're going to hold strong and keep an Arnold and get rid of Kurt. 
I got to keep Arnold. Yeah, I mean, it sucks because Kurt Russell is awesome, and he's still making pretty good moves. I mean, he's in Guardians of the Galaxy Part Two, which he's awesome, man. Right. That's a tough one to lose. But he's still doing good stuff, and Arnold really hasn't done anything in a while. But I mean, Terminator Two alone, and it's one of the best movies ever made. So I got. I still it's very keep true. Arnold. Just gonna. All right, fair enough. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm I'm keeping Kurt Russell. Uh, <laughs> Arnold, I mean, uh, I need Big Trouble in Little China. I do, I do. Yeah, that is hard my, one. getting rid of that. Uh, one is that's, hard. Uh, and I can't do that. Just, just dead. Yeah, there's no, there's no ifs, ands, or ifs, buts around that one. Um, but yeah, all right, good, good one. All right, let's see what's what's. I had a list of like random, random things that we've talked about in the past. Um. Let's see. What have we debated on recently? Well, not recently, but like we graded uh, the greatest Metallica song. I think. Yes, we did with Trump. Is it, the, is it, is it the, the album or the song? I couldn't remember. Or we did both at this point. Uh, knowing us being drunk all the time, we've probably done it multiple times and had different answers each time we did it. <laughs> this is also true. Uh, that's fair enough. All right, let's. Uh, we're we're somewhat sober. I, I would assume at this point. Yes, the night is uh, young. So let's let's do a somewhat sober reaction to this question. Let's do first uh, best song. Anyone? You have to see one. All right, that's one vote for one. B. I'm gonna go with uh, "Creeping Death" just because watching them play that live is always amazing. Having that's true. Uh, 30,000 people shouting, die, 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 die repeatedly. That, that's just always fun. So I'm going to go with Creeping Death. Great song on its own. Uh, thrown even higher when you watch it live. That's that's how – I mean, they, they opened a big four with that, right, didn't they? They did, uh, yeah. That was the open? I thought that was closer to, like, the middle. I could forget. No, nah, Creeping Death, was. they came right out of the bat with that one. All right. Yeah, no, I can't, I can't, I can't argue either one of those. Uh, cause, uh, shit. All right. See, I don't give much thought to this. Usually I'm drunk and it's like, I got an instant response. One is usually my answer. Cause I love the injustice for all album. So it's like kind of a package deal. Um, but shit. All right. Let's see. Let's see what, you know what it is. It, it, you don't want to be too commercial either. Like B is being very non-commercial right now by taking, yeah, I know. And I, love that, and I love that song live. So it's, it's. The live version is what throw it threw it over the edge for me. Just every time yeah. they play that live is just so amazing. Like even everyone gets screaming. involved. Yeah. So it's exactly. Shit. Wasn't expecting that answer from Big to be honest with you. <laughs> See, like I got real giddy when the Four Horsemen was played in X Men Apocalypse. I mean, the movie might not be as great, but just to have the song that was that was a nice thumbs up for me. All right, I mean, I agree. That was the highlight of a terrible movie. But terrible movie. <laughs> Well, well, all right. Well, we'll jump back to the terrible movie in a minute. <laughs> um, shit. Now, what is my? Uh, damn it, B, you screwed me up there. Uh, all right, let's see. Nothing off the Black Album. I mean, every every song on there is a gem, basically. Ah, uh, fuck. Don't. Uh, all right, come back to me now, and I gotta think. All right, let's, let's, let's You two talk about the album. Why think of a damn song? Because my favorite album is Justice for All. So I'll, just, I'll okay. put that one out there. That's fair. All right, Jimmy, you want to go first on this one? Ooh, favorite album? It, I mean, arguably is Kill 'em All, just because it's just so classic. 
then favorite song on that album is a toss-up between Four Horsemen and Motor Breath. Those are but, both great. Yeah, I mean, I do love Metal Militia, but, I mean, it, it's it's so hard to choose. Yeah. I All went right, down uh, the YouTube rabbit hole the other day just looking at Metallica playing live, and they did, like, a 30th anniversary show, and they played... Uh, Phantom Lord and Dave Mustaine actually came out and played it with them. It was pretty cool oh, to watch. Wow. Was that the one in San Fran B? Yeah, it was in the San Fran one, yeah. So yeah, definitely check that out. That was a really cool. I just watched it last night for the first time. It was really cool. Aren't they like live streaming like concerts? Not, I mean, old concerts, I guess, or whatever. They're doing something. Yeah, that's the Metallica Monday or whatever. I think so. Yeah, talking about Monday, a little bit. They're showing just like a, an old concert like the last one they showed was from like 2000 so they're just picking like an old show and like streaming it live so it's a good way to pass time when you're stuck at home and stuck at home going anywhere. i got them to my house all right so i figured out it's one of my favorite songs i mean trying to be outside it's not even their song uh but i mean whiskey in the jars is too much of a damn drunken classic especially in this group not to have that mentioned it's a very good one I mean, have you guys seen? I've I've yet to see that live. I have not. No. No. I know. I know. A couple of my friends. Um. Uh. A few years back, they played back to back nights at the Garden, and obviously the one night I didn't go, they freaking they freaking played it. Well, that's always the case. Um, sons of bitches. That I mean, turn the page. They played. So now you're going pop Metallica covers. Yeah. So now that's see, what whiskey in the jar does top the list. Yes. That's why turn, I had, I had, I had to page. mention that one. I, I, mean, I mean, I was a little disappointed we got Overkill versus Am I Evil at Big Four. Yeah. Because, uh, what was it, Dave's neck hurt or something, and he wasn't there to do the encore. That would have been epic. I mean, Overkill is still great, though. Don't get me wrong. No, yeah. But, I mean. I mean, we Am did I get Evil? Overkill with Motorhead, like, six months later at Gigantor. Right. Yeah, that was pretty cool, too. Volbeat still haunts me to this day. I, I, I see, like I know a bunch of people that like Volbeat, and just I know when we saw him, I just as do not... I. Right, like, why did why did why did Volbeat still haunt you? That, no, it's just like every time I hear it, I'm like, I can't do it. I just can't do it. Like the way they tried to save their set at the at the end of it, where it was like they went into raining blood, and I was just like, nope, nope. That's what that you already meant. you already lost me. You lost me at heavy metal Elvis. And you would think Ugh. that would be good, but after like following up Lacuna Coil, I was like, nope, nope, I'm 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 out. Yeah, Lacuna Coil was was pretty fucking sweet. Yeah, you you know my love of Lacuna Coil. I know we, we've <laughs> had we've had this debate, oh, Christina. Multiple, we've had this debate multiple times between me and B over the lead singer Lacuna Coil. Oh yeah. And I, I, I know you're still, I, I know you're still holding strong to that. So it's, it's fine. I, I am absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I have no problem saying that. <laughs> I have to reach down for more to be her for a second. Ah. I mean, I'm, I am drinking Bud Light. It's kind of. I was telling B earlier. Just I'm clearing out my fridge. Uh, That's fair. To put, to put in new beers. Uh, so you know. 
Yeah, I'm kind of working on that here as well, but I mean, mine are mostly craft, but that's because people give me free samples and I have to drink them. So well, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, I you know you know my Tavor problem, which we'll we'll talk about Tavor. I say that's what we'll talk about Tavor. So for those uh, who don't know what Tavor is, well, I crack this open. Hold on. Or is it Tavor? I'm not quite Tavor, sure. Tavor, I don't, I don't know. Tavor, Tavor. Someone out there, actually, let us know. Um, basically, it's a, it's a craft beer buying application. Uh, you know, you, you buy craft beers that you normally wouldn't be able to get, and they ship it to you at a premium. I mean, it does cost a little more you're than paying your local. bar prices. You're paying bar, yeah, bar prices, and then if you live in New York, you're basically playing paying what you would. Uh, if we're at a New York City bar, I mean, nine dollars, ten dollars. Sometimes you have twofers, which is always a fan. Oh, classic, uh, classic twofer deal. Um, but it's good. So yeah, so we've been doing it. I've been doing it since what end of February? You got me onto it. Uh, just about yeah, because I bought the uh, the Hellboy Premium, which is uh, still sitting in my house for you. Nice. And uh, B, you've been on it for longer than that, though, right? Yeah, I think I'm on, on like two years doing it. Two years. All right. Um, yeah, so my, my first shipment unfortunately got lost in the world. Um, so there's basically about two cases of beer just floating around somewhere. Um, so whoever gets that, you know, good find and happy drinking. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, my craft beer stock has been low. Um, so I'm drinking, unfortunately, uh, some Bud Lights. Uh, nice, nice little water action. Uh, so that's, you know, currently... Why uh, I'm drinking Bud Lights, not any craft shit. But it is, I mean, I've been drinking PBRs, Bud Lights, whatever is basically on sale to the market that I go to. Um, so that's that's the fun thing about that. We also do uh, Craft Beer Kings, which I have not bought anything from, but I think you two guys have, right? Yes. Yeah, I bought my first crate um, a couple days ago, so I'm still waiting on it to come. But they're pretty cool, too. The one thing I like about Tavor a little bit better is once you add something to your cart, like they charge your credit card right away. So if you're buying like a five dollar beer, you get charged right away. So if you have like a two hundred dollar box coming to you, you kind of paid it as you built it, so it's not a big as big of a hit. Whereas like craft beer kings, you're paying that big price right away for that whole shipment. But they have a, a better variety, so it's kind of a give and take with this. But I, I, I like Tavor better because of that. Yeah, you, you want you want you buy it right there. It's easy peasy. And the shipment cost is relatively cheap, so that's good. Yeah, yeah, I think it's what, it's, fifteen bucks. Yeah, fifteen bucks. Yeah, and it's the same no matter how out. big is. It's the same no matter how big your car, uh, your box is too. So if you've got twenty beers in there, it's still fifteen bucks, which I like. Yeah. Whereas craft beer kings, the more you put in, the more the shipping cost goes up. Yeah, it seems to be like based on weight or something like that. Which is, I mean, I get, but it's still, like, come on, or, you know, help us out, God damn it. So craft beer kings, help us out, you know. Shout you guys out. Why not while I'm here? All right. All right. So, Jim, back to uh, previous conversation. So, B has a thing with Lacuna Coil. I have a thing with Evanescence about their lead singers. Oh, Amy um, Lee and Chris Scavia? Yeah. Respectively? Um, obviously, I'm on the Evanescence side. He's actually on the Lacuna Coil side. I mean, I'm, we're going to throw you right into the middle here. Where's that, your fence? Settle the debate, Jimmy, once and for all. Who wins? Ooh, this is a tough debate. I almost want to abstain because these, you know, these these are both very good. 
very because I love Christina's guest on Megadeth. I love Broken, you know, Amy Lee and Seether. Both are great songs as far as guest appearances go. Overall, hmm. I'm I saying, like, I might throw I mean, a totally yeah. new wrench into the mix and I go mean, with the yeah. girl who's lead singing Arch Enemy right now and just call it a day rather than just between those two. <laughs> Uh, you're copping out a little bit? I, 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 a little bit, but I mean, if, if I honestly had to choose between the two, I mean, it's hard. Like, Christina Scabia might be the only other Italian I like other than B. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's a fair, fair point. So, I mean... Not that I don't like a lot of Italians, but... Well, I mean, you, you got rid of Stallone, too, so maybe we, we got a bias coming here. <laughs> I, I am a little bit biased. He's true. a little bit biased. Um, all right, so who's the lead singer of uh, Arch Enemy? Um, Alyssa White Blues. Blues. All right, I'm, I'm going to go on the Google machine. and start I saw her people. live opening for uh, Amata Marth, and she was fantastic. All right. I mean, Maria Brink is a solid number two for me, the lead singer of In This Moment. But if I had to choose, I'd give the Arch Enemy you know number one you're getting you're getting all right they're getting the nod from you all right because you hate italians all right fair enough ah well this is <laughs> swedish <laughs> all right but yeah all right so b he just he just took down your your italian <laughs> yeah i know I, that, that hurts jimmy that's, 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 i'm that's sorry a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a straight personal attack you took down stallone and lacuna coil all in one night i just couldn't get rid of die hard it, it it would kill me to get rid of die hard and then i love the whole nine yards and the whole ten yards terrible as those movies are but I need, awful, me, yeah. I need me some Bruce Willis. All right. Fair enough. All right. Just you're killing off Italians. All right. Yeah. Prejudice against uh, Italians in this day and age. Seriously. Who would have thought? The quote Goodfellas. I'm going to say the that. The year is 1900. <laughs> America has just started the, what was it, the Industrial Revolution. <laughs> the Irish and the Italians are being discriminated against. Way to go. Nothing like a brief history lesson. That's right. There you go. Little, little Jim's lessons on how to kill Italians. Nice. To be fair, I, I can't. I haven't been able to eat Italian food in a long time. The uh, tomato sauce just kills me. It's killing you. Well, that's yeah, you know, it sucks getting old. That's that's the Italians getting back at you for whacking them off all these times. It's true. You know, he's on the way. We calls it. We calls it even. You know. You're going to go out to Ohio and see B, and all of a sudden it's like a Jimmy Hoffa thing. What happened to Jimmy, you know? It's true. I mean, l- luckily his wife's Irish, so I got a little bit. Nah. So just blow you up. Very true. <laughs> Good old Aaron. Uh, all right. So what else? All right. Talked about beer. Talk about Jimmy killing Italians. We are covering the bases here. It's covered the bases, yeah. Let Lena. Um, what else can we 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 rap about? Because we're only doing this for a few minutes now. Huh? Only twenty minutes, wow. Jimmy bags. All right. So let's talk about let's talk about the beer industry. All right, we're going back to beers. That's what I mean. This is what we know. Let's let's pretend like we know what we're actually talking about. I mean, it is kind of our bread and butter. Um, right. So let's go. Let's give me your top three 
favorite breweries as of now. B, you want to take this one first? Sure. I think I, I got to go with Stone, just number one, because that, that Stone IPA. That is that is a quality beer right there. Just that basic, the basic one in the green bottle. That's my go-to in the summer. And they make everything else. I mean, they also they have a go-to IPA, B. So they do. They do. But I, yeah. I prefer the, the the one in the green bottle. That's my favorite beer in the summer. Old reliable. Got to go with them as definitely my number one. All right. So what's two and three? Hmm, that's tough. I mean, Southern Tier Pumpkin is another one of my favorites. That and the Warlock. They make a lot of great, strange beers, too. Like, their dessert beers are really amazing. That cinnamon roll is great. They make the... There's a coconut one that the names just gave me right now, but that's another great one. So I'll, I'll go with Southern Tier for my number two. Number two, all right. And three, honestly, it, it's... I would go with BrewDog. I mean, they, ah, they there we go. Opened, up, opened up the hotel yes, here in Columbus. I got to spend my birthday there. Nice. It was awesome. Um, their beer is really good. Um, yeah, and, and it's kind of local. I mean, they're based in Scotland, but they they got their head brewery in the U.S. is here in Columbus. Right. So connected. I'm gonna go. I'll go with them. All right, welcome back. All right, all right, Jim. Uh, did you did you miss his three? He had Stone and Southern Tier and then Brewdog. All right, that's fair. Quality three. Yep, and your three. All right, well. Not not to cop out, but my favorite beer is the one I always haven't had yet. But That doesn't count. I know it doesn't count. <laughs> uh, if I had to choose my top three right now. Yeah, breweries, yeah. Uh, let's see. I mean I mean you do work at a at a, a beer store for God's sake, so I mean It's true. It's so difficult. You know, so really, you should you should yeah. have an up up to date knowledge of, of Uh well alcohol always be my number one. I love Hetty Topper, Focal Banger. Everything they put out is just gold. All right. Uh, Omegong will always be my number two to them, only because Omegong is my Graceland. <laughs> you would think it'd be the other way around, but Hetty Topper is an unstoppable force. Ah, man, hey. We, we took that six-and-a-half-hour drive just to go get it, so I get you. In one day, no less. One, one, yeah, I know. And then uh, number three, uh, right now I've been really jiving on Barrier Brewing Company in Oceanside. Nice. And hey, everything they, they put product, out, yeah. you know, is fantastic. And they've been really cool people. So I got to leave Barrier three. All right. Uh, so three, I'm going with Ipsy. Founders is still delicious in my opinion. I don't care. Um, they're all day IPA. They're, they're session. I can crush that all day, literally, uh, without a blink of an eye. Um, two... Let's see. Uh, well, number one's Omegang. I, I think everyone knows that at, at this point. That's going to be number one. I mean, you did uh, get married there. I did get married there. Yeah, uh, and everything. I mean, they do. I mean, their core lineup is good. Uh, everything is pretty much solid. I know people, true Belgian drinkers, don't like them. I really don't give a shit. Um, Which I find bizarre, considering they do make Duvel and Lachou for pretty much the entire country. Well, yeah, the Duvel. I mean. Because people, from what I heard, people in Belgium don't really respect Duel as much as, uh, I guess, all the other Belgian breweries. Like Chenet. 
Um, so I guess it's just like a trickle down thing. Like since they're the parent company, everyone else is just not that great, I guess, in, in their and eyes. They can be snobby too. They're allowed. Yeah, they're allowed. They're, 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 you know, they have their own opinions and, you know, it is what it is. I don't give two shreds of shit. That just needs more beer for me. Uh, True. But number two, who's in number two that I've been digging? Um, I'm bouncing around so much. Uh, I mean, every time I go back to Buffalo, I think Hamburg is is doing its doing a good They're job, doing their thing, doing their thing. So I'm gonna take a shout out to uh, to Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo out in Hamburg. Uh, they make good stuff, um, but I can't get them that too often down here. So usually, Omegong founders I can always find. Uh, B that Stone IPA is delicious. I'll, I'll definitely give you that one. Um, we just got their 420 Enjoy by 420 in at the store, and we've been selling through that uh, Enternight Pilsner like it's going out of style. Oh, I'm sure. Did you um for actually was it the Lagodinas? You get that Waldo special? Yes, I did. Did you try it? I've had it before. I mean, it's good beer. Lagodinas doesn't make a bad product. No, I mean, I, just, I, mean, I mean, if I really had to narrow it down between West Coast beers and you know East Coast beers and Middle America, it's we're going to be here literally for six hours. Uh, yeah, we're not, not that I couldn't that. do it. I, know. We, I mean, we all could. We could all dive into that that aspect, uh, which is better, which is not better. Um, it just it's just different styles, folks. Such so so we'll leave it as that. West Coast style, East Coast style. I'm actually about to crack open a new one myself. You, know, you guys might appreciate this. What you got? It's, uh, it's uh, Duclaw. You guys ever drink Duclaw? Oh, I like Duclaw. Yeah, they make Duclaw, uh, yeah. sweet baby juice. Yes, they do. Well, they also have a sour me series. Now, the name of this Sour Me is called Oh Yeah. Oh, I've had Oh Yeah. Uh, yeah, we only just got it at the store. So I'm ha- about to have my Kool-Aid Sour. It's, yeah, I had that at um, the a Buffalo Beer Festival, actually. Yeah, the, uh, the next Sour Me apparently yeah. called Unicorn Farts. Unicorn I've farts. had that one. I've had and it come, it, like, you can drink edible uh, glitter, like the confectionery Wait. glitter. Yeah. Be- You've had unicorn farts before. I have had unicorn farts, yeah. And I yes, haven't. there is there is glitter in the can when you pour it into a, a glass. The beer does sparkle. Spark, sparkly beer. All right, unicorn farts. Um, I'm gonna have to whenever I can get the hell out of my apartment, <laughs> go hunt down some unicorn farts because you know June, that's June nice. release. June release. All right, here we go. All right, sauce will be here. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I think we're going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, I, I got about like six cases of beer for you. Just nice. kind of chilling. Chilling. See, there you go. See, there, there's my beer supply, ladies and gentlemen. It's it's chilling, my cousin. Damn it. Uh, but yeah, unicorn farts. All right. So, another question: What's one beer, or beer, brewery, whatever that you used to swear by in your early days of beer drinking that you wouldn't be caught dead drinking now? Ooh, Sam Adams. <laughs> See, Sam, I, Sam Adams was probably my gateway. Be flatlined. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. So, yeah, Sam Adams was definitely my gateway into craft beer, I think, because hitting those variety packs was the thing that started me drinking them, you know? Right, yeah. No, uh, I remember we used to go to the, the brewery and do their uh, – just to vote for the beer or whatever. Right, yeah. And honestly, their cherry weed, Which I brewery? think, is uh, still amazing. Yes. I don't know. Me, not a 
for me, it's I, I tell everyone this now, and this is how I tell customers who are switching from, excuse me, domestic, like Budweiser beers, and they want to get into craft. Sam Adams is your gateway beer. Uh, he's the perfect blend. Well, yeah, it's the it's the perfect blend between macro and micro. So like he's available everywhere, but like in the sense that like a macro is available everywhere, but he kind of tries to keep everything uh, very independent and very much made like a micro uh, brew, like, you know, your local uh, brewery down the block, just on a grander scale. Right. So it, is, like, it is generally generic. They don't really think too far outside the box though. No, that's, that's, and I think that's what works for them. And that's how you can, really judge what your wheelhouse is if you can drink sam adams version sam adams's version of it then you can find like you can branch out yeah i agree with that i I think they still come out with some good stuff too that's me working (laughs) look at you work (laughs) i know right i'm not gonna lie to you this kool-aid's not bad you know it's a nice little homage little kool-aid action it's not oh, yeah. as, as Kool-Aid-y as I want it to be, but I'm okay with that. There's oh, apple, yeah. apple, apricot, guava, orange, papaya, passion fruit, and pineapple. I mean, it's a legitimate fruit punch. Is it sour, though? James, it's sour? Oh, it's sour. Hence, yeah. sour meat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah, I don't think Just... Jimmy can hear me. Uh, I don't think so either, actually. That's strange, because you guys were hearing each other fine before. Yeah. All right. Please take a little. Please take a little break. Um. So yeah. He's gone. He's gone. He'll come back in. Don't worry. Yep. He'll jump. There he is. He's a jumper. He's back. That's all right. It's live podcast, folks. Things happen. It's crazy. It's quarantine time. It's very true. And this is also—I mean, this is the first time I've had actually two people on talking at the same time. Uh, Could be overloading kind of, the system. I, don't know, I mean, I know a bunch of people that use this program, and I don't know. Could be, could be a variety of things. I mean, everyone's using the goddamn internet, all, all you know, because they got nowhere else to do. So I mean, True. could be, could, could be, be a dead anything. spot in Ohio. Yeah, I know. Be you back? I can hear you, Jim. Can you hear him? I have no jables yet. So you can't hear me at all? I cannot, no. I uh, don't even have a line that he's there. Oh, that sucks. Oh, all right. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, let's, let's just figure this out as we go along. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah let, just let me know when you guys can hear each other, just because it makes things easier. Uh, so B, you didn't miss anything. Uh, we just waited for you to get back. Um, Jimmy was just, you know, talking about killing off more Italians. That's all. It's very true. <laughs> God damn it! Yeah, I got nothing. I'm gonna, yeah, it's, we'll just, uh, it's also just like dead air. It's like no one can hear anything. It's the weirdest thing. Let's see, what does this button do? No, that cuts you off. Cuts you off. That cuts me off. All right. Well, let's figure that out. That's what post production is all about, folks. We can just cut shit out. Very true. All right. 
let's uh, you know, let's do this again. I'm gonna stop and then you gonna no, reboot. Should... I'm not gonna reboot, but let's. Jim, how about you sign off and sign back on? Let's let's let's, let's do that one first. All right, hold on. Let me see how to how to do that. Do I just exit out the close the tab and then? I would assume so. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get that. All right, Jim's gone. B, you still there? All right, I can hear you. You're loud and clear to me. Not that I'm B. God damn it! All right. All right. Um, let's let's. Uh, I'm gonna start a new one. Let's see if we can get you guys back. All right. Hey, folks. <laughs> we are back. Technical difficulties have been hopefully fixed. Uh, I think we, all three of us can hear each other now. Let's get a confirmation. Jim, can you hear me? I can hear you clear. All right, B, can you hear me? I can hear you both. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Jim, can you hear B? I can hear B. All right, we are back. Can confirm. Yay! All right. Um, I don't remember what the hell we were talking about. Uh, the last thing um, we were talking about was uh, Sam Adams being a gateway deer. Oh, the gateway drug, yes. Yes. Uh, yes, yeah, so no, very solid point. Said you would never drink a Sam Adams again. Uh, yeah, for the most part, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, well, they, I mean, you wouldn't go out of your way to go buy one if... No, it's if more like... Not, if, if it was there and that's the only thing you could drink, you'd drink it, but you wouldn't go out of your way to buy one. Pretty much, yeah, that's exactly how I would. Yeah. See, I'm the, I'm the same way with, uh, with dogfish. Ooh, really? Yeah, yeah, I just... We were, I was so go hung up. Once we got into, like, after that Sam Adams phase, and then I, it just seemed like dogfish was the next, like, level up of, like, they were pumping out new things, great things, all, you know, all tasties to the 60, the 90, the 120, worldwide stout, uh, what the, the Santo Alto, the whatever one. Mm, um, yeah. we, and it's like, we, get to, we went, we went, it was good, it was tasty, it was like, I just got sick of it all. And I'm like, that's I, a I mean, bold it's, it's, statement. It's, it's it's sort of like it's it's a, it's just that Sam Adams effect. Take just take it up a notch. It is a bold statement. It just I you hardly ever see me drink a dogfish beer unless it's like my only option. And then it's like, all right, cool. Like if it's like that over Corona, I'm definitely gonna drink. The, well, the that goes fish. without question. I'm you not know, gonna argue like, that. Uh, but like if I have like if it's other craft beers on the line, I wouldn't initially like. All right, you take the 16 minute IPA, a Stone IPA. Uh, you know the Lagunitas IPA, or you know the yeah. Joker about the good. Yeah, you know, like I'm not gonna go to the Dogfish one. I'll either go to Stone, or I'll drink the Lagunitas, or I you know, or, so, you or, or something else. Like I wouldn't exactly go and drink. You know, it's the, just it, uh, West Coast IPAs are superior. So that's that's where. So maybe being called dead with it is is maybe too harsh of a term, but I wouldn't actually. You're not going out of the way you buy it. Yeah, I'm not gonna go out my way to buy it. So that's that's where I. Tend I got, on all right, all right. I, I I can pose a question right now. All right, go for it. All right. So, you go into a dive bar. Yes. Now, as I love, as I love to do. Of course. What beer are you going for? You know the taps aren't going to be anything <laughs> substantial. Yeah, Guinness always. I agree. B. Yeah, you'd have to go Guinness, but you also have to be in a bar that knows how to pour it. 
Very true. true. That true. is key. That is, yeah. But like, I'm still, I'm still going to order the Guinness first, and then <laughs> see how they pour it. Right. And then if yeah. it's shitty, then go, then go to somewhere else. Then I'll, then you know, then it, then it's a couple shots of Jameson. Then who gives a shit what they pour me at that point? But that's, that's, that's a solid question. Uh, James, sticking with the Guinness? Yeah, absolutely. All right. That that's my go-to if I've tried everything at the bar. Which I'm, is uh, which is a, which is a general. All right, so we are frequent patrons of bars. <laughs> that's 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 uh, a safe assumption. Given everything you've had at the bar, what is your what is your what is your go-to style at that point? When when there's nothing new uh, to try, and why? Hmm. That's a good question. B, you go first. To me, it depends on the season. Like, if it's the summer, I'm going to go for an IPA just because, you know, light's refreshing. But in the fall and the winter, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go stouts and give me the heaviest stout they got and you know, drink one of those. So, like, kind of depends on the season for me. If I've had all the beers and I'm drinking one I've had before, I'm going to depend. The style's going to depend on what season. What drink? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, in part, I do agree with B. Uh, I, I do tend to lean more towards the IPAs than I do anything else because, I mean, whatever it is about Pilsners and Lagers, they're not really as appealing for me as an IPA would be. Uh, then, like, in the winter, I mean, Stout's Porters all day, if I'm gravitating, it's, it's hard. I might lean more towards the Porter than the Stout, but... It's it's really hard to say, because um, at the end of the day, if I've had everything, I'm probably leaning back on that Guinness. <laughs> Fair enough. But I mean, so there's no Guinness. You're you're, you're shooting for a stout. Um, yeah, but it's it's like it's really hard to call Guinness a stout. I mean, especially the one that comes on draft. I mean, it is, but like at the same time, it's like, you know, it's not it's not as traditional as other things. You know, like heavier um, American stouts, I'll say, would be. It's it's, okay. it's 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 in its weird own little like I, I would say like corner of stout if you would its own unique taste its own like it goes down light it doesn't hit you hard. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, it's only like hundred and twenty calories or some shit. Yeah, it's not heavy. Like nah. you're not getting an imperial stout and like right. sitting there in a ten ounce sifter. Going, right, yeah. How am I gonna, you know, pace myself here? Yeah, that's that's a that's a that's a, a false myth out there that uh, Guinness is heavy. I mean, to the, I'm pretty sure that's a even to like the average beer drinker, Guinness is should not be considered heavy by any stretch of the imagination. I think it depends, but you know, the the uninitiated, I'll say, or the uneducated, you know, they always feel like a dark beer is a heavy beer, and that's never the case. No, no, not at all. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm gonna have to agree with B on this one. Seasonality definitely does play a role um, in the majority of things. Um, but yeah, I, I would like IPAs generally. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean towards um, winter time. Um, even in the winter time, I'll have a stout every now and then. Just you know, I know it's the, it's the time for that. Um, but it's not like I'm like I love stouts, but. I know I'm, I'm bouncing around all, all the time. I mean, given the fact that we have these apps now, like Tavor or 
Taver or whatever the hell it's called and craft beer kings and things like that that we can get easily accessible any type of beer that we want or get you know to click the button you can get any style that we really want delivered to us at this point um kind of makes it easy to drink sours in the winter time you know oh yeah um which, which is fine uh so yeah so I'm, I'm gonna go with probably ipas first just to wet the whistle and then i'll probably bounce around a bit um uh, see what's going on you know Especially if this majority of stuff that I've already had, I'll probably just stick to one. Like, uh, like you know, if I see like a Bell is too hearted, I'm gonna drink the Bell too hearted. I'm not even gonna bother switching. I'm just gonna drink that shit all day long. Um, but you know, things, things, things like that. Just believe it know. or not, Bell's too hearted. Not what it used to be as far as beer sales go. Yeah, I'm not, not too surprised about that. It, it's, it's weird, you know. What's what I think is actually going to be the new norm and. You might agree with me here. Uh, Trav, you might see this a lot too. 16-ounce pint cans. That seems to be the way of the future. Bottles seem to be obsolete now. And every you know craft brewery, nano brewery, they're all leaning on that 16-ounce pint. Which is fine by me. I would, it's probably cheaper, I would assume, right? The- uh, not necessarily. Uh, yeah. It depends. Like A barrier four-pack could range anywhere. Like If you buy it at the brewery, it's either 10 or 14 bucks. If you buy it from us, it could be anywhere between fifteen bucks and twenty bucks. But, mark, I, you know, well, I was I was more thinking it's cheaper for the brewery. Oh, for the brewery? Put it it depends on the canner, though. Like they have guys going around in trucks, and they bring like the cannery to them, and they can it all right there. Like whatever's in the barrel, they can label it and do it all right there. Because I mean, Alchemy, they're they're a cannery, so I've been mean, they didn't even bother. <laughs> bottling things true and so they've been man. 16 ounce cans forever forever yeah it's not bad. i think it's easier to ship cans too which can help when breweries make that decision on what to do true i had a recent experience though where i got a can of uh beer from craft beer kings in the mail though and when i opened it like the package was wet and i was like like you could see there was a dent on the side and I was like, oh, um, I know this probably wasn't them, and it probably happened, you know, in the meantime. Yeah, it mid-shipment. And so when I opened the package, I don't know if I did it with my knife or if it was previously there, but, like, it, it was just, you know, like, soaked, and, like, the beer was leaking out. And, of course, it was out of uh, the Beer Zombie IPA, which Beer Zombie is apparently a huge thing out in Vegas and, like, out west. So I was a little disappointed. Oh, that's nice. But I mean, my Sonic Brew, the Street Fighter from. Yeah, I was I, I was looking at that. I ha- I didn't I didn't drink it yet. I uh, I basically all these singles, I kind of saved for us to kind of you know have a what is that doubles. I'm currently trading with the one and only Brewster Cogburn. Oh, Brewster uh, Cogburn, top cop. Yep, top cop that he is. Uh, so I've been getting some things from him, some of the stuff he buys from the store. So it's like, oh, wow, I just have to, you know, trade my doubles with you kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Trading beers helps helps everybody out. Oh, absolutely. What's, what's your beer community out there? Uh, we have a couple of friends that we hang out with all the time. We call ourselves Beer Family. So we'll all get together. We'll all bring like a growler or something or cans of something. And basically we just pass it around between like the 10 of us. Try this, try this, try this. 
So on a given night, we could try about like 20 or 30 different beers. So you can't do that in a tasting room B you'll get, you know, flights canceled, you know, forever because of that. (laughs) This is like what we do at at our house or at someone else's house. We'll do like beer family get together where we'll just pass beers around, try to get as much weird stuff as we can. Nice. That's good. What's 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 some of the wacky? What's some of the what are the more wackier things you've tried? Um, there was one brewery in uh, Grove City. I can't remember the name of it right now. Um, it was like a Lucky Charms cereal beer, and it tasted like Lucky Charms. It was like a milkshake IPA, but it had like a Lucky Charms flavoring to it. Interesting. And I'm just how do you feel about the milkshake IPAs? I think uh, some of them could be really good. Some of them aren't obviously i mean it depends on who's making it but they could get some pretty crazy interesting flavors out of that which i'm always like being a home brewer too i'm like always amazed what they did to get that flavor because get that yeah that that end result yeah yeah like what was it barrier has a actually in the milkshake i want that they partner up with burgerology which apparently is a burger chain didn't know that but like i had a salted caramel milkshake ipa an orange peach mango milkshake IPA. I had a really awesome banana split milkshake IPA. And like, they just keep pumping them out and pumping them out and pumping them out. And you know, some of them are really good. Other ones are like, you know, all right. You know. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think that's like, they're, everyone's trying to figure out the next new, the next new flavor, the next new flavor, next to, you know, trend. Because like, like sours seem to be taking over the IPA trend. Right. Um, so everyone's just, you know, jumping on board. All right, got milkshake IPAs. All right, you love creamsicles or cereals. Well, we're going to put that into a beer. You know, get a little kick in your little, you know, a little nostalgia if you have a kid. Wait, I can get Lucky Charms in beer form? And, you know, yeah, I'm going to buy that and, you know, try that shit. Um, so I'm all for that. And then, I mean, I think a big thing, yeah, you'll, you'll find, uh, like, the, the, the hits and misses here and there. But I'm like, if a brewery in general knows what they're doing i think they're experimental they'll be a lot more they'll be better not much say they're all going to be great but i think they're the the probability of them hitting the mark is a lot higher than you know the the, the one-offs uh, that you might find all right all right i got i got one for you guys german beer where do you stand i love german beer i know you I, don't i am a big oh, fan of german, german beer too despise german beer with a passion could be the only thing i hate more than italians i was just gonna say you hate italians you hate germans (laughs) you know the whole the whole axis party in general you know anything from world war ii the russians are not far off (laughs) (laughs) you're you're just not you're literally knocking everyone down every uh jim uh you you said you're you're a fan right you said yeah i love german beer i I, I love uh, dunkel's dunkel's probably my favorite style of german beer Nice. See, I like a Doppelbach if I had to choose a German style. Oh, my, problem, my problem is, and you might feel that I find German beer to be a little too bland. Like there's no, there's nothing to it. And I mean, I know that's because they have to follow purity law, but I need a little more. And like that's, when I'm at a that's, German restaurant, I can find a beer that I enjoy. That's the American in you. That is the American <laughs> in me. I agree with that. But like, I don't know, like, like, we go to enough German restaurants with our family. Yes, we do. And I could say maybe out of, you know, the 24 beers that are on tap, we'll say, I might like three. And that's, I'd like to like more, but 
I just I just can't. I need a little like something roasted, like a roasted malt would help. You know, just loggers and pilsners are not in my wheelhouse. Ah. Now I can I could drink freaking Liedersteins to the freaking Wiener Schitzels come home. <laughs> well, the reason I bring this up was because at the store we just got in from Long Beach, New York, Long Beach Brewing Company. Now this guy was heavily influenced by German beer, and he had to sell me yours truly on his beer. Oh, that that must have been a sell. Oh, it was great. I told the guy right to his face. He goes, like after he told me he like he loves German beer, he was heavily influenced. I go, and I literally look him dead in the eye and I go, I effing hate German beer, man. Like I can't stand it with a passion. And he goes, Oh my god. He goes, How am I going to sell this to you? And I'm like, luckily for you, I try anything once. It's a rule of thumb, rule of a drunken thumb as well. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, I mean, you have to. I mean, you have uh, you have to. I mean, like, because because one beer might surprise you. I'm like, oh, this is not not too bad. Exactly, and, and that's like, why I like, do it. And and if, and if it's, I mean, if you're saying it's not too bad, then it actually might be good. Um, uh, your, helps, your hatred it, for it helps you revisit. As yeah. I like to say, like, you know, I might not like a German beer right now as much as I hate them, but like maybe I'll find one that really clicks. And all of a sudden, the ones I didn't care for so much, I might end up liking again down the line. All right. Since um, we're talking about things you hate, does your hatred for Italians go into their beer? Absolutely. Their beer okay. is trash. <laughs> Peroni, Moretti, get it out of here. Just, you know, be, I mean, we're having problems here. I mean, I, that's one thing I can't argue. Peroni is trash. I will agree I with mean, you on that one. I mean, my, my, my brother might actually fight you. <laughs> Justin swears by Peroni. Justin can swear by Peroni as much as he wants, but we all know his judgment is clouded. Yeah, that's, that's very true. Yes, he knows, he knows nothing. Very clouded yeah. judgment in that brother I mean, of yours. We're, we're, it's what St. Patrick's Day, we're all taking, you know, showing, you know, pictures of, you know, the Guinness and things that we're drinking. He fucking chose a, a thing of Peroni. We just shake on, your head. Shake yeah, your head. We went on vacation one time with our, on our giant trip. We did. We went to the yard house where you get like that yard glass of beer. Yeah. And he got a yard glass of Peroni. Because he's a moron. Yeah. I, I have to agree. <laughs> like, Who does he that? Got, I forget where we were. He got so upset that they ran out of Peroni. Like he left and tried to go find it. And like it, it ruined his day because no one. I'm face palming. <laughs> like no, no, I don't know. No bars or restaurants or stores, or whatever, around had it anymore, um, for probably good for good reason. Uh, and like it, like ruined his day or night or whatever. It was freaking hilarious. Now, I, I just I can't like I can't even with that one. No. This is weird. But weird he did luck. try the other day. Like I have to admit that he did try. He he did reach out during a pandemic. So. Oh wow! Look at him. Yeah, you know you'd be surprised. He he said more than three words, which is a Chris other than, thing. <laughs> other than I love Peroni. Yeah. Right. All right. Just yeah, I don't like Peroni. I, I think it's it's I think it's a very dumb beer. <laughs> if I had to choose European beers, and as a personal favorite, anything in the UK, you know, England, Scotland, Ireland, we're talking my wheelhouse, like. Everything they make, I have not exactly not hated. See, I'm I'm more give me Belgian, give me German. <laughs> give me, yeah, give me those, I'd go German on that. Yeah, give, give me give me some quads. Some I love me a good German. Sammy Smiths. I I can't help it. 
Well, I mean, nothing wrong with a Sammy Smith. It's just still good. Innocent Gun, Scotland. Innocent Gun is is amazing. I got they got a lot of good good beers. I mean, I'm not going out of my way to drink it because I drank them all already. But like, yeah. if I if I found one in passing, maybe I'll have one. That's true. I mean, I remember when, the first time I tried Innis Gun. Was it? The, was it? Was it? They have a, a rum version. They got. It's what rum, the, whiskey, like regular or scotch, right. rather. Scotch, it's, rather, uh, yeah, yeah. And then there's an Irish whiskey barrel. And I I, years I ago, they made Captain Morgan one, which they don't make anymore. Ah. And it was actually uh, a buddy of mine from the beer store's like favorite beer. And yeah, his dad cool. just opened it on him two weeks ago. Ooh. And it's been sitting in his fridge for the better part of three years, if not wow. more. Nice, nice little age action. Oh yeah, no, like he, all his beers have to be like at like out of date, out of code in that fridge. But they'll still drink them because you know, uh, enjoy by date is just you know. It's I mean peak freshness. Yeah, yeah. It's, a it's a recommendation. It's not exactly like you know, it's not stale. It's just not when they'd prefer you to drink it. Right. Well, what's what's the, what's your opinion on? Um, Cellaring beers, for that matter. I love cellaring beers. I think people should do it more often. You know, if you get a nice imperial, like a nice hard stout, you know, at 12%, that's been barrel-aged. There's no reason you shouldn't cellar it and age it another year or however long because you don't know how long it beforehand. True. Yeah, no, I, I've – I think a little while ago I cracked open some, like, old stuff that I – could you just get, a, like, a beer of the month club but, like, in big bottle formats – and every now and then they're like, "Oh yeah, you can sell her this beard." I'm like, "So I, I would just do it," and I forgot about it. So some of them are like three years, four years. I had like a seven year old beer once. Well, we tried uh, the we tried aging three philosophers, and that worked out great. Yeah, we did three years, four years, and five years. I think I had. Uh, it was one, three, and five. One, three, and five. All right, I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, and after the one year, it soured like completely. But like in a good way because it is a Belgian quad, which is technically under the sour umbrella. Yes. And then uh, B. Uh, I know you remember our dogfish head trip. Yep. We opened the Pangea. Oh yeah, from, that's right. From that trip, uh, I forget how long ago. I think this is when we introduced Danny to uh, the last dab from Hot Ones, and I mean. A lot of sediment, but still pretty good. Yeah, that beer had to be. It was almost a decade old. Almost a decade old, yeah. Ten year old beer. I I kept saving it for some reason. Kept saving for some reason for like a special occasion, whatever. Yeah, it just Um, never. We never had a special occasion that called. Well, well, that and when I moved, it was still in my parents' fridge in the basement. So I totally forgot that it was there. That all of a sudden they just brought it over one day, and I'm like, oh shit, this is where it is. And then I kept it here for like. I've been here in Harlem almost four, four plus years, so it sat for another extra four years until we I brought it over to you and drank it. No, we drank it at you. We drank it in Harlem. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For the yeah, for the, yeah, we we killed we killed Danny. That's right. Yes, we did. It was a great day. Yo, Bruce Cogburn. Yeah, I told him we were recording. So uh, one day when he's around, maybe we'll get him and B's friend. Oh, yeah. Because Danny does not like the Ipas. He's not an IPA man. All right. But he will drink anything once. 
Solid. And we also, like, I, just, I mean, this is how far I'm behind in the times. Apparently, there's a thing called Zoom. <laughs> Zoom? Yes. The hell is Zoom? Uh, it's uh, like a, a conference video calling program, oh, gotcha. I guess. Um, you know, people, you know. So like Skyping. Sort of like, yeah, Skyping, just, you know, better, apparently. Um, so everyone, you know, people who actually have, like, real jobs. Um ah. Use this to. I take it your wife showed you this. Yeah, she has it. Yes. Um, so we actually do. We can do uh, like uh, a video call. We can all like basically, you know, everyone you know clicks on the Zoom. And we all so it's know, like a video a, cast, a, as a virtual, were. yeah, a video cast, a virtual beer drinking thing. Don't tease me, man. We could do virtual that. Virtual happy hour. Virtual, oh, exactly. Yeah, for real. Little, little virtual happy hour. So, new things you learn while in quarantine. I didn't know this. I was like, yeah, it's like, and you can record it. And I'm like, I'm only finding this out now. So, I have to, I have to do a little, a little bit deeper dive into exactly how to use it and all. But I figured the next go around, we'll do a little virtual virtual drinkage. That way, we can, all, we can show the world what the hell we're drinking. And show them we're actually are drinking stuff and not just talking about it. So, so um, B, your uh, your buddy, um, what's it, the Kilted Review or whatever? What is the what's Tilted Kilts or is that a restaurant chain? No, he's uh, he is Kilted Beer Reviews on Instagram. Yeah. Ah, there you go. Kilted Beer Reviews. Yeah, yeah definitely give him a follow. He's got a, he does a lot of great. Uh, post and I, he's part of that beer family i talked about earlier and yeah nice. uh, he, he travels a lot for work so he always brings some really great stuff back with him when he's like from different breweries so every time he goes away we always make sure to have a beer family get together when he comes back because he always brings something good nice all right well well yeah we'll, we'll definitely try to set that up um so we can we can crash your beer family yeah that'd be cool extravaganza we'll uh Join our virtual some, happy hour. Virtual, virtual <laughs> bigger again. Yeah, we'll figure that out. Um, but yeah, how all can right. you not appreciate a guy in a kilt? All right, seriously. There you go. All right. Um, what else do we want to talk about? How's your beers? Uh, I'm getting uh, ready for the think? next one. What you got? What's what's lined up next? A uh, destination unknown brewing company, Long Island local, uh, raspberry sour. So as you can tell, the night is sour. But this is a sour ale with black tea and raspberries. Ooh, nice. Yeah, Claw did that. It was a blackberry with uh, black tea. And it was good. A little heavy on the tea, but still good. Nice. B, what you you still drinking? uh, What the hell are you drinking? No, I switched over. I'm doing one from Decadent Ales. Uh... Peanut butter oatmeal raisin cookie stout. Oh, I had that. Uh, I actually had that one. What did we I? We just I started carrying decadent. I'm very excited about I like, it. I like decadent stuff. Hold on, let me find out what I rated that bad boy. Decadent's um, pretty. Cra- a lot of they got a lot of crazy weird flavors that. Yeah. You, you just yeah. see them on the can. You're like, I gotta try this because how the hell did they even make it? Yeah, I got I got it at the store there. S'mores yeah. Porter, uh, yeah, the that, orange that's cream. And yeah. I forgot what the other two were, but they're just like ridiculous. I see. I had their double toasted marshmallow, the orange cream one, uh, the French toast, which is pretty good, uh, the wildberry smoothie, 
You have the s'mores one, you said, right, Jim? Um, I have it at the store. Yeah, I can get it. Sweet. Where the hell is... I think I actually saved you uh, a creamsicle, but now that I know you've had it, I'm going to drink it for myself. Do. Go for it. But uh, both of you guys, Evil Twin, uh, Queens, Ridgewood. Yeah, represent. I, I have uh, their Mountain Dew beer. It's a sour in my fridge. And it is made with Mountain Dew syrup and sugar. <laughs> I am very excited. Have you had it yet or no? No, I haven't had it yet, but everyone who I know who has had it says, you're drinking Mountain Dew. And since I love Mountain Dew, this was a no-brainer. That is interesting, yeah. <laughs> B, what do, you, what do you think of the, uh, the, the, the cookie that you're drinking? It's good. I mean, I don't know, like I said, I don't know how the hell they, they get these flavors in there, but it literally tastes like an oatmeal raisin cookie. That's fantastic. Nice. Yeah, what I rated it. I gave it. I gave it a, th- a three, which is a, believe it or not, it's actually a pretty good rating for me. Uh, yeah, you don't rate anything really high. I don't really think. Yeah, exactly. I don't really think anything high. Three is something that I'd be able to drink, no problem. Um, and I don't rate anything at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, the oatmeal raisin is is almost twelve percent. Yeah, it's it's boozy. It's boozy. So it it definitely packs a punch. That's probably why I only gave it a three. Because if it wasn't as boozy, I probably would have rated it higher just because, you know, the, the dangerous level aspect. Like, if you've got a, if you've got a high ABV that doesn't taste like one, like it's a, that's like it's a higher rating in my book. Yeah, the ones you're not ready for. And then also, yeah, you have like one or two and then you're on the floor wondering where your pants are, but your shoes are still on kind of deal. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Decadent Ales out of Mamaroneck, New York. Mamaroneck, bro. Yeah. Yeah, they got some crazy flavors out there. We also just got in a – you guys ever hear a Nightmare Brewing Company? Yes. Well, I know you Uh, got me the one. I got you one. uh, I got got Justin one. They they, 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 did. I got Justin some like lime goza thingamajiggy. Uh, I have apparently a direct connection to the brewer. Nice. Through a, a buddy of mine. He lives actually around the block from me. He was on the same bus as me. And funny enough, his wife came in the store the other day and she bought the Lego beer that I was drinking before. And like, I didn't know it was her. So he's outside with the dog and she comes out and I, and she's like, why are you talking to my husband? And I'm like, you're with him. <laughs> and she was like, yeah. And I'm like, I've known him forever. <laughs> Pretty much. Where is Nightmare from? Uh, they're oh, Long Island oh, based. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we we just got in there. Crucifixation. Uh, there's one called Feed Me a Stray Cat with uh some Connecticut based brewing company. I think they're called Fat Orange Cat, and another one called Perilla. But this this guy nails sours like to the point where you know I just want to carry all of his stuff. Nice. Yeah, well, Untapped says Farmingdale. Yeah. I'm going to tell you guys right now, this Raspberry Voices is like drinking a raspberry iced tea. Nice. It is wonderful. And it's really light, 3.3%. Oh, wow. It's a breakfast beer. That is. Oh, I love breakfast beers. This is This is what it is. 
this goes down smooth. All right, yeah, that's right. Feed me a stray cat with Fat Orange Cat Brewing Company. All right, it is. Yes. Nice. All right. Yeah, my goal is to get more of those at the store. Like, I bought a from – they're called 12% Imports. They're like a union distributor, SKI. Right. They had a company called Abomination. And one of the beers was called The Creature's Revenge. And it has a, a cartoon version of the creature from the Black Lagoon on it. Oh, nice. And I was like, I have to do it at this point. Any type of, you know, classic universal monster. And I'm pretty much sold. Yep, that's that's kind of a given. All right, so a uh, question for both of you. When, se- when searching out, seeking out new beers, what are you looking for? What's going to grab your attention? Uh, in general, let's put it that way. Hmm. Like, yeah, me, you, like, you, yeah, go on. For me, like we've we've tried so many beers. Like, like I I know a New England IPA. I know a West Coast IPA. So, like, I kind of know what I'm getting into with those. So they don't really blow me away as much as they used to. So, like now, I, I kind of look for those crazy ass weird flavors, like this peanut butter oatmeal raisins that like. Or that uh, Lucky Charms one I mentioned earlier, like. Yeah, I gotta agree with weird flavors, like oh, weird go, flavors. How, yeah. yeah. How strange can you get? How did you get that flavor into that beer? Is like that always intrigues me when I see those. When I see those weird things on the can, I I gotta buy them just to see how it is. Not all of them are good, but when they do hit those flavors, it's very interesting. And you gotta have an eye-catching label, like you know, you can't have this plain Jane label. Not that I wouldn't right. appreciate it if the beer was good. But, but you wouldn't I, like hey, if you're working through a beer store, like what's gonna pop out out of you is you know, you know I the, want it to catch me and I want it to catch the consumer kind of a thing. You know, you, you're trying to sell it as much as you are trying to drink it. Yeah, and the, you have so much variety now, you gotta stand out somehow. Whether it's exactly. the can or the flavoring. You gotta do something crazy to make people go, Wow, I gotta try that. So funny enough, uh Duclaw puts out a beer called regular beer. And it's a, like a stainless steel can with basic text, uh, text that says regular beer. It tastes like beer. Now, I can appreciate that on so many levels. <laughs> See, like, it, could be a, it could be a Pilsner or a lager. I really wouldn't care. I'd buy it on principle of the label. Because it says regular beer. Exactly. And uh, nothing, it literally nothing. says it tastes like beer. So, okay. Okay. Got me. No, nothing fancy. Just plain old regular beer. Boom. Pretty much. You know, that's not bad. Pretty much went against everything we just said, but yeah, it still sells. <laughs> I know, I know, right? But no, it's it's just one of those things where it's like, I could hate it with a passion of a thousand suns, but because of that label, I'm sold. All right. So what we learned today so far is Jimmy hates Italians. He hates Germans. I don't and hate Germans. I mean, we well, are part German. Ger- German, German beer. Sorry. There, there you go. And and you're a bit of a hypocrite when it comes to labels. A bit, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I just sorry. think that's eye catching. <laughs> to you, yeah. I mean, if it makes you laugh, there you go. I mean, it did. I chuckled. You, you heard there it. There you chuckle. go. Then it it did its job. All right. Good job. All right. Um, all right. Let's let's start to wrap this up. Um, just because it's late and I'm tired. <laughs> uh, we'll do we'll do this again. Hopefully, we won't have any crazy 
uh, any technical difficulties. Te- technical difficulties we had because post production is going to be interesting. So who knows when the hell uh, I'll be able to post this? But hopefully by Monday, obviously given the fact that it is Easter this weekend, not that anybody can do anything really crazy because you know we're all stuck inside. True. Um, but let's all right. Let's let's give us give me final thoughts on beer. Where you think it's headed, and uh, a brewery that uh, people should be looking out for. Jim, go first. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, definitely, Nightmare Brewing Company is a brewery people should be looking out for. I know I mentioned them before, but this guy's a nano, and he's slowly working his way up. He used to brew out of Sand City, I believe, and he's eventually become like you know becoming his own. Um, I think going uh, towards the future, 16-ounce cans are going to be the norm. And, you know, 12-ounce cans, 12-ounce bottles, uh, we're going to be seeing less and less of those. Uh, Bomber bottles as well, like the 24-ounce and bigger. I don't think the draw is as there anymore. And it's actually kind of interesting because, in a sense, we're almost like, you know, guys like us like to try everything. We're in turn like it's it's almost cyclical. Like uh, we're 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 kind of killing as we're creating, like because we're always trying new different uh, new different beers. We're kind of killing the ones we already had already, and they're not getting as much love as they should. All right, B. Final thoughts. Cool. Uh, I would definitely say a brewery to look out for is definitely that decadent ales one, just because the flavors they come out with will just blow your mind like something you would never expect to be in a beer they make it work somehow and they're very tasty and if you're ever in columbus ohio I'll throw a local brewery out there it's called olentangy river brewery it, they got amazing stuff you guys love your belgian triples they got the belgian is called belgian aloha you guys will really like that beer it's really good and they they also do uh coffee stout which is probably my favorite from them so if you're ever in ohio in Columbus, especially, definitely give Olin Tangy River a check out. Awesome. Um, any thoughts on where you are? I would touch on where you like to see the beer world head to. Uh, I think Jimmy was right. Can, cannibalization is definitely happening because there's so much variety, and we always want to try something new. You kind of forget the stuff that you liked last time, which is why Untapped is honestly really huge for me because i put it in beer just to remember that i had it before so like definitely it's growing and growing and growing just don't forget the ones you've had before because sometimes those are great beers that you might not remember having so definitely go back and try nice um let's see uh brewery um i was actually looking on my uh what is it? What was that stupid app called? Like the Time Hop app. And during one of our our brewery runs, we went up to a bridge and tunnel. Um, so it was shocking. I said that whatever that was, um, they were buried. I think it was maybe last year or two years ago. They were buried um, till God for. And they've been slowly building up more and more and more. Um, so I'm going to shut them out again. Bridge and tunnel um, out from Ridgewood. I need a little, little Queens. Well, the Queens Brooklyn border, I guess. Uh, they're at um, Wyckoff Avenue. Wyckoff Avenue, yeah. Um, so they're definitely, I think, a still a brewery to look out, uh, look out for. 
Uh, definitely, they're small. They're slowly expanding, uh, but they definitely make some great product. I mean, we tried like twenty something different beers, all pretty much really great stuff. Uh, the brewery brewmaster was hella friendly. Um, broke down each beer for us. It was nice to remember that when we were there. Um, so that always stuck in my mind. Um, so I think that's uh, still a brewery that everyone should be checking out if you can. Definitely once this all this crap blows over eventually, uh, definitely hit up uh, every brewery that you can possibly find because we're all taking a hit, not just restaurants, uh, but the breweries itself. I mean, they're, they're, they're doing their best they can keeping uh, us, you know, par- uh, you know, not being parched, you know, feeding us as much beer as possible, but they do miss our patronage. Uh, so once this does blow over, I hope everyone goes back out um, and go to as many different breweries. Um, keep, you know, go to your bars because the bars are hurting. Everyone's hurting. So uh, where I would like to see the the beer community too is a stronger. I mean, where the 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 beer community is strong as of in of in and of itself as it is right now. Um, but to see us grow more as a community, definitely beer sharing, things like that, that obviously, uh, we do with our friends when we can, you know, be, you got your beer family, uh, which is great sharing different types of beers from all over the place. I like to see more of that happening, uh, more educated beer talk as far as trying to expand people's palates. Not, you know, some people are, are stick stricken, happy with drinking the Coronas, the Heineken's, the Buds, the cores. you know, that's, that's fine and well, but those willing to try new things, uh, you know, head out to the bar, try something a little bit outside your comfort zone. Um, and that's a little, you know, uh, breweries do that the same. You know, get outside your comfort zones, try to do something that they're not used to doing. You know, take that little extra leap forward because you never know what the next trend is going to be. Uh, so try to experiment as much as you can. That way, when it does come, you kind of sort of have an idea of, of how to make that particular type of beer or style if you choose to, and then, you know, expand your, your, your portfolio so we can all enjoy your beers. Um, I think that's uh, what I like to see, and I know you guys are definitely looking forward to getting back out there. Oh yeah, uh, you know, to go to our, our favorite local joints, local bars, breweries, things of that nature. Well, I just uh, like to visit B. Yeah, B. I t- B. I, t- I promise you, we're coming. <laughs> yeah, I know you guys said this I, summer, but I mean, obviously the I know. whole situation changed, but hopefully soon. I'd love to get you hopefully. guys out of here. Yeah, but we'll, and we'll do we'll do a, a live. A live podcast from from Ohio, just to prove that we're out there. Um, but I, I mean, could I, they I, really tell? Could they really tell? Oh, they could tell when we put it on our social medias. <laughs> that, well, that, that's true. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I could take this podcast on the road. I've done it before, uh, so we, we can do all that. So, B, we're looking forward to coming to see you hopefully during the summer. Um, just gotta wait for this damn shit to be over with. The pandemic. Uh, the pan- the pandemic and, you know, safe to travel. Make sure it's all safe for all of us to get out there for everyone else to be boozing up like booze hounds like we are. Um, so I'd like to thank both of you for coming on. I know we had some little technical difficulties earlier. Um, hopefully next time we won't have that issue. Um, to our listeners, thanks for sticking around through all the, for all the craziness. The, the beer talk, the beer education, hopefully uh, we helped you expand your palates and your minds. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Fellas, you guys have a good night, and I'll cheers. talk to you guys soon. Cheers. Thanks for having me. All right. Cheers, buddies. Cheers.